Blog Talk Radio. The views and comments expressed do not reflect the opinions of E Water Radio. All comments. And- You're listening to E Water Radio. broadcast of the Phenomenal You podcast on E-Water Radio, K-E- sorry, K-E-W-R-D-B, and I am your host, Nicole Quinlan, and I just want to welcome you to, uh, again, the live broadcast of the Phenomenal You podcast. Um, I don't think I was on last week. I wasn't, because last week was Blackout Tuesday, and so I moved my show to tonight. And so this evening, I just want to talk to you about a couple of things. You know, there's been a a lot going on, and I want to talk to you about it. I really want to come to you this evening really honest because uh, I don't know if people follow my YouTube channel, which is under Phenomenally You, or they follow me on Facebook or Instagram, but Tonight I come to you with um, a lot of emotions, a lot of emotions on my mind, um, a lot of emotions within my heart, and I have a lot of things, you know, that are just going on within me that I am trying to uh, sort out. And I went to the protest in downtown Long Beach last week. I took my daughter And it was a beautiful, a very, very beautiful experience. Um, It was very peaceful, and it was just a very beautiful experience. And I'm glad that I got to experience it. And I initially was really hesitant about going because, you know, I didn't know what was going to happen. And I, I was good for myself, but I wanted to make sure that my kid was good. And it was just something that I cannot explain to you. And so when I got back home and um, the looting started, you know, I was disappointed because I I really felt that it was going to overshadow all of the love and the positive energy that I had experienced that day. And I was listening to a young lady on Instagram, and she made something very clear to me when She says she could not judge because how she was dealing with her emotions is not the same as how the next person would deal with their emotions. And I really had to sit back and take that in because it's so easy for people to judge how you react to a lot of the things that are going on right now, which I'm going to let you guys know, and we already know it. I don't even need to let you know. 2020 is crazy. It has been crazy since day one, and I can't help but think, you know, there's something bigger going on. Um, We're dealing with COVID, and, you know, we already know 
you know, we've been in the house for for days and, and weeks and months, and then we deal with the death of George Floyd, which triggered a um, worldwide movement. And this evening, that's what I'm going to talk about. And I know that that's all that we hear when you turn on the TV, when you listen to the radio, when you look at your social media page. That's all that we see. That's all that we hear. Uh, That's mostly all that we, you know, read. Um, And so I was really concerned this evening because I want to have a productive conversation about the things that we have been experiencing. And so that's what we're going to do this evening. So again, if you are just now tuning in, uh, I just saw some people pop up on my dashboard. You are listening to the Phenomenal You broadcast. My name is Nicole Quinlan, and this is E-Water Radio, K-E-W-R-D-B. And I know I'm not as peppy as usual, but sometimes you just can't fake the funk. I'm happy. Don't get me wrong. I'm still joyful. Do not get me wrong. What I'm going to tell you is I work very hard. I work very hard at not letting people steal my joy, okay? But I also work very hard um, about being honest with myself and how I feel in regard to the things that are going on around me. And I have to tell you that, um, yes, it's it's a strange feeling. It's it's an interesting feeling. And so uh, let's talk about that this evening. And if you saw my uh, picture for the show this evening, it stated, if you are not bothered, why not? And so that's kind of going to be the premise of the conversation this evening. If you are not bothered, why not? Um, I have a lot of people on my Facebook page, and I see a lot of opinions. And I'm going to be really honest, uh, I've unfollowed a lot of people because I'm really at a point where I don't have to make anybody comfortable with who I am and it is not my responsibility nor is it my job nor is it my task or is it a requirement of me to allow anyone to infringe upon my peace and so when I can control it, I do. And part of that is that wonderful click of unfollow. Part of it is me not getting involved in certain conversations, which is interesting because I have this podcast. So I'm going to go into a commercial, and when we come back, we're going to talk about if you are not bothered, why not? Or how about if you are not bothered, ask yourself why. We'll be right back. Joyful Expressions Paint and Taste Studio is a fun place to celebrate any occasion. We provide every guest with an apron, easel, canvas, brush, paint, and an instructor to guide you step-by-step through the creation of your masterpiece. Come on time so that you can pick a good seat and order your drink. Joyful Expressions now has Taco Tuesday, a margarita wine and two tacos with chips and salsa, Thirsty Thursday with wine and snacks, Friday fun night, and Saturday brunch with two wings, a Belgian waffle, and bottomless 
Reserve your seat today at JoyfulExpressions.gallery. Prices start at only $24. Joyful Expressions is located at 14800 Southwestern Avenue, number 104 in the city of Gardena, 310-692-6999. That's 310-692-6999. It's your time to shine and get your paint and party on. It's lit. JoyfulExpressions.gallery. Also, check out the Facebook page. And we are back. You're listening to the live broadcast of the Phenomenal You podcast on E-Water Radio, K-E-W-R-D-B. And I am your host, Nicole Quinlan, and you are listening to your home for positive, empowering, and insightful conversation. And I realized I kind of started off not as peppy, but you know what? I just pulled myself together, pulled myself up by the bootstrap, and let's get into this conversation And again um, tonight topic is if you are not bothered, ask yourself why. Um, let me start by saying this. I uh, watched the, the video, okay, and I didn't want to. I had told myself I wasn't going to watch it, and I watched the video, okay? I watched the video. I watched the knee on the neck. I watched uh, Mr. Floyd uh, beg for his life. I watched him call out to his mother. I watched uh, the people around plead for his life. I watched some of the people involved have no expression and seem to have no feeling and seemed to not care. Um, I wasn't in their skin. I don't know for sure. But what I can tell you is uh, that's what I saw. And it was devastating. And I thought to myself, as a human being, how do you continue? How do you continue to kneel on a person's neck as he begs you for his life? How do you continue to kneel on a person's neck as he calls out to his mother, as people around plead with you, as he says that I can't breathe. What kind of lack of respect for life must you have? Um, I've heard the argument that Mr. Floyd may not have had the cleanest background, and it doesn't make a bit of difference to me. What does it mean, innocent until proven guilty, if it doesn't mean that you get a chance to prove your innocence? And I watched this video, and I didn't want to, but I'm glad that I did. And I, I'm sure, like many people, they watched it, and they didn't want to, but they did. And it called out to them, and his voice. It marinated in people's minds, and his pleas um, remained in people's hearts. And it's one of the reasons why what's going on now is the largest protest for equality, uh, for um, battling injustice ever. All 50 states had protests. And I'm not calling them rights because they haven't been rights. And I know a lot of people 
want to say, well, people are rioting. They're protests. You know, they're not a thing that we do in order to help our people. They're called protests. And you say the word and you say it because it's our right. And it's our right to stand up and say, no more. I'm tired. I don't want to see this anymore. And I know that people do not understand. I watch it every single day, and I know that some people don't get it. I guarantee you that there's people that I uh, am associated with who listen to this show who are going to be not so happy. And what I have to tell you is open a book. What I have to tell you is take a walk in history and um, start from the beginning and end in 2020 so that you understand so that you gain an understanding of why people are feeling the way that they're feeling, why they're speaking out the way that they are speaking out. Because it's not just America, it's other countries. And I want anyone who is against the premise, and let me tell you what the premise is. The premise is each and every one of us have a right to walk through this street, through these streets, without being judged solely on the color of their skin, each and every single one of us. And I don't understand the argument. I don't understand but why. Today, one of my friends posted something on Facebook of a picture of a gentleman in a young lady's face, and you could see the hate. And um, in the captions, it says that he had said, F you, F you, F you. And he was literally in this, this young girl's face, a grown man. And one of the people uh, commented under the picture and said, this picture has no meaning without context. And I thought to myself, so in this picture, besides the caption that made the explanation, that gave the explanation, you don't see the signs. You don't see the racist is is not good, the black life matters sign. You don't see, is that not context for you? Is that not enough? It's not enough context for you. And I started thinking about this show tonight, and um, I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to do it because, like I said, I have a lot going on in my head, so much so that it's been hard for me to even write my blog. But in the end, I had to do it. Um, so this is the conversation we're having. Um, it's about righteous anger. I talked about it. You know what's crazy? I thought I talked about righteous anger last year, and I went back to try to find the clip from one of my shows, and it was in 2017. In 2017, I talked about righteous anger. So it's an emotion of anger over mistreatment, over insults, over malice. Um, it's aligned with gaining social justice. Righteous anger. Righteous anger is what you see. Um, and 90-some percent of the people out there protesting. Uh, honestly, righteous anger is what you see in some of the people who have looted. And, yeah, there's some people who, you know, just are doing what they do. 
but it's called righteous anger. And I was talking about this two to three years ago, this thing called righteous anger. And so this show tonight is those people, whomever you are, black, white, brown, caramel, who don't understand, who don't get it, who say, why say black lives matter? Because all lives matter. I'm talking to them. And everybody else can listen. Or you could pass it on. I don't understand. I think of breast cancer. And when we have breast cancer month, and I don't hear anybody say it, but what about all the other cancers? Um, because we're focusing on breast cancer. Does that mean that the other cancers are not as important, are not as fatal, are not as devastating? No. But it means that we're focusing on breast cancer. That's what we're focusing on. Um, I see so many times where people want to dictate to other people what they feel is important to them. And time and time and time again, we say, no, this is not what that means. How many times have we said black life matter does not mean that all lives don't matter? How many times? And, and, and people still come back and say, no, but all lives matter. Forget that. Let's boycott that. So this is my question to you. Okay, you don't like black lives matter. And you wanted to say all lives matter. Okay, all lives matter. But then why do you want to protest the, the companies that support Black Lives Matter unless you have a problem with the word black in life matters? Why would you want to boycott Amazon? Because they stand with fighting injustice. They stand with making sure that everyone is treated equal. Why would that offend you unless you were against that? I'm just asking. Feel free. Text me. 310-308-8568. I quote Jeff, is it Bezos or Bezos, the CEO of Amazon? He said, Black Lives Matter speaks to racism and disproportionate risk that black people face in America. I heard it time and time again when we said, we didn't say only black lives matter. We said black lives matter. But I asked every single person who's against that, who isn't black. Right now, if God, him or herself, showed up right in front of you and said, you could be black today. Not only can you be black, you can be black and you could be rich. I wonder how many of you would do it. And if not, ask yourself why. If right now you would not change places with a black person, if you would hesitate, I want to ask you why would you hesitate? Unless you don't want to admit what you know. And I'm going to be honest with you. There's no way that you don't know. There's no way that you don't realize 
this is the thing. No matter what somebody thinks of me, I know otherwise. If you think that I'm inferior, if you think that I am lesser than, if you think that I am less intelligent, you could think that. It doesn't make it so. And that's okay. Think what you want. But don't make efforts to stop me from my greatness because the only reason you would make an effort to try to stop me is because you know otherwise. Because you will know otherwise. So I'm going to say it again. Black Lives Matter speak to racism and disproportionate risk that black people face in America. How many of you have had a conversation with your kid, especially your boy, and had to say, don't walk down the street in big groups of people. Don't walk through the mall in big groups of people. Be careful. Don't be too loud. Don't act too crazy. Make sure you check in with me. How many people have had to do that? How many people have had to really check out a neighborhood? I said this in my YouTube video. Before they move, in order to, to confirm that where they move to, their family will be, will be safe and won't be um, victimized and their kids won't go to school and get bullied because of their hair or their skin tone or the assumption that you were lesser than. I never forget when I went to St. Mary's Academy in Inglewood, which is an all-girl Catholic school, and we visited UC Santa Barbara, and this had to be, I think, in 1988. We graduated in 89, so it could have been 89. Um, and some of the kids said they must have opened up the county line because the majority of the students um, that walked off the bus were black. Here we are visiting UC Santa Barbara, coming from St. Mary's Academy, all-girls high school um, in Inglewood, California. And we get off the bus at UC Santa Barbara, and that is what is said. I'll never forget the first week that I was at the dorms in San Diego State. And I met someone who ended up being a really good friend of mine for a long time. And I remembered him looking at me and asking me how it must feel to have all of my college paid for by financial aid. And I looked at him blankly. What are you talking about? And his assumption was because I was black, I am back, everyone. My phone dropped, but I was able to work it out. So what I was saying was he assumed that I had gotten financial aid because I was black. These are the things that a lot of people don't realize that, you know, black people go through every single day. And so when we say black lives matter, we are not saying that your life doesn't matter. I was talking to my friend the other day, and I said, I think there's a, a confusion when we talk about white privilege, it, there is no, um, there's not an idea that we think that because you're not black, you haven't had a hard life or you haven't had to struggle. or We, we don't think that everything has just been handed to you. But 
yes, there are opportunities that have not been taken from you. There are things that you have had a had the privilege of doing. There's that interview that you got to go to that, you know, when the, the owner looked at the name and they thought that it was too Afrocentric, didn't even bother to call back. These are the things that we have to talk about. It is uncomfortable, and it's never going to be comfortable. But we have to talk about it because we have to have honest conversations about why people think the way they think. Because I'm going to be honest with you, I don't want to see anyone else die. I don't want to see anyone else scream out for their lives. And I am tired. I am tired of watching people make excuses for irresponsible, bigoted behavior. When we know, when we know had George Floyd looked like someone else, he would have been treated like someone else. A store owner should not have to fear for someone's life. They shouldn't have to hesitate to call the cops when someone is doing something wrong in their store because depending on who it is, the cops may take it too far. I have nothing against cops. My mother's a retired sheriff. What I'm against is allowing people to be in positions of power who do not know how to handle positions of power. What I'm against is dealing with people who want to make me think that I am wrong for wanting justice, for wanting equality, for wanting to see the next man be able to be, to just be, to just be who they are. I don't understand the argument. I just don't understand the argument. I don't understand why one black person who does wrong defines the entire black community. One Hispanic person who does wrong defines the entire Hispanic community. One Asian person who does wrong defines the entire Asian community. People upset, were upset with Asian people. Don't even know the difference between Chinese, Korean, and Japanese. Upset at all of them because of COVID. Asian people in California, some hadn't even been to China ever in their life, but now they're they're the part of it. They're part of the problem. It is a disease. Racism is a disease. Possible. Is it a miracle that one white person doesn't define the entire white community? Are, are, people are not walking down the street fearful of young white boys who seem to, in the past few years, riddled havoc on schools, killed just to be killing. Terrorists, terrorists. What do they look like? I'm not saying have an uprising. You're not supposed to judge everybody by one man's actions. But I'm trying to figure out why is it convenient? Why is it convenient? 
for you when you're dealing with you, and it's not convenient for us when you're dealing with us. And so it makes no sense. It makes absolutely no sense. How, people? I'll say it. I say it all the time. If you allow people to be racist and bigoted within your presence, just because the person who they're speaking of or the people they're speaking of are not there, then you are a part of the problem. If you start your sentences off with, well, you know, they they kill each other, so, you know, why should this make a difference? You are a part of the problem. If you have racist-ass friends and you never check them on it, you're part of the problem. Where does your responsibility lie? Where did your responsibility lie? I'm just frustrated, people. I know people are frustrated on both ends. Now, I understand my frustration. Like I said, I don't understand everybody else's frustration. But I'm frustrated. And I know that people don't want to talk about it because they're so scared of what somebody else is going to say, how somebody else is going to respond. But I come to you honestly. I don't have any problems with anybody. I have a problem with people who have a problem with me, who people who have a problem with people who look like me and you've never met me, you don't know me, and you have made judgment. I have a problem with people who feel so entitled that they will spit on a protester and then play victim. They'll pull a bow and arrow out in the middle of the street on protesters because they're offended and then play victim. They will be in the middle of Central Park and call the police on a man watching birds and fake and fake that they are in danger. And then when you have to be accountable and when your job tells you, no, 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 you can't come back here, and when your face is posted all over social media, then you want to apologize. And I say, nope. What are you apologizing for? Are you apologizing for the consequence? I have to tell you, the lady in Central Park made it very clear to me that she knew exactly what the perception of the black man was in the United States of America. What was her sentence? I'm going to call the police, and I'm going to tell them that an African-American man is in the park, um, what, is he, what does she say, uh, uh, attacking me or, or taking pictures of me, or she felt, you know, she felt like she was in danger. At one point, she went all out for the Oscar. What if that man, you know what happened? We have videos now. We have cell phones, so we can capture this. And that's why I don't understand the questions, because we show it to you. So I want to know what else do we have to do? What else needs to be done? Because you see it. I'm sorry that you have to become one with who you are, what you've accepted, or or what you have contributed to what's happening today. It's a tough pill to swallow. 
But I'm going to tell you, like I said earlier, you need to start. You need to go all the way back to, what, the 1600s? And you need to work your way up to 2020 and be honest with yourself and look at the things that people have had to deal with. I think it was what, around 1619, the first slaves were brought into the United States. 1955, we dealt with Emmett Till getting dragged to death only for the lady to end up saying that she was lying. Around the same time, we had Brown versus the Board of Education. Around the same time, we had the Montgomery bus boycott. 1963, we had the Birmingham church bombing, which took out little kids. 1963, Martin Luther King was still trying to make people be peaceful, even though people had burned and killed, dragged people to their death. I challenge you, if you're against Black and Black Matter, go and read the story about Emmett Till, how they took this little boy and dragged him from the house and, and dragged him and, every, and his body ripped apart. And and within the past, what, couple of years, the lady admitted that she was lying. You know that's what Rosewood was about, right? Someone saying that someone raped them, and it's a lie. How many times do we see that? How many times do we see people use black people as a scapegoat for why something happened? You know, he robbed me. He raped me. How many men, how many more have to go to jail for the things that they never did? You know, I'm not saying that there are, there are black men and black women who have always done right and shouldn't be in jail, but how many are in jail for, the, for no reason or how many in jail for too long for the same thing that their white counterpart has done? I said I wasn't going to rant, but I can't help it because I'm tired. I don't I don't want I don't want to wear the mask. I don't want to wear the COVID mask and I don't want to wear the mask where I'm trying to make other people feel comfortable for who I am. Everyone who knows me knows me. I am unapologetically who I am. And I will always be honest and I open my door to anyone, regardless of who you are, to come to me and and tell me why you feel the way you feel if you don't understand Black Lives Matter. I'm going to tell you what my philosophy is on that. I, and this is just my philosophy. It's rooted in fear. It's rooted in fear. It's rooted in a lack of understanding, of ignorance. It's rooted in self-indulgence and always living in an environment that has always catered to you. When I was little, I used to walk into, back in the day, it was called Thrifty's. It was a drugstore, and I would look at the makeup, and, you know, I'm a nice chocolatey hue. There was never anything that I could buy. It was never a lipstick that matched me except that ugly burgundy. It, you couldn't find foundation. You know, there when I was young, there was no no place in right aid that had black hair, hair care products. I mean, people have lived in a world that has been completely subservient to them all of their life. Just think about it. Emmett Till was in 1955. Look at the people out here. 
lashing back. The young lady who looked, not a young lady, she looked in a little kid's face and said she would kill her. White mother, white daughter, who was supporting Black Lives Matter. You that mad? You that upset? You that upset that people want justice, that you would threaten a child with death? You that pissed off? But you're not racist, right? You're not bigoted. You got black friends. What your aunt your aunt is black, your 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 son's girlfriend was black. What you used to like a black person when you were younger. But how do you treat them is the question. What do you think about them? Because all of this is rooted in what is going on. No, I don't agree with with messing up people's buildings, but I want people to understand why people feel the way that they feel. And the only way that they are going to understand is if they research it for themselves. Why does the statement Black Lives Matter immediately make some people so incensed? People are shaking. They're shaking. And the only thing I can think is when you hear Black Lives Matter, you hear my life doesn't matter. No matter what we say, when we told you a million times, that's not what this means. But you are going to say that this is what it means. It's just like when Colin Kaepernick was on his knee. And how many times did he say, I'm not disrespecting the flag. I love the flag. But what I can tell you is what this flag stands for. Everybody doesn't get it. Everybody don't get to put their hand in this pot like this. And they were mad at it, burning Burning shoes, looting shoes, boys trying to boycott Nike, doing all the things that they say that protesters, some of these protesters who have let the anger get the best of them have done. It was done, but but you weren't happy when it was silent. You felt disrespected. You kept saying this is what it means, even though time and time and time and time and time again, It was made clear, this is not what that means. I'm kneeling because my brothers and sisters, they don't get this. They don't get the benefits of the great America. And I believe that America is great. Do you understand that we live in a country where people will will get into a fight over not being able to fly the Confederate flag, the very thing? that represents racism and bigotry to a very large demographic of people. And people are upset about that because they don't understand because, oh, it it represents their Southern pride. Southern pride, does the lynchings in the South and all around America represent the Southern pride too? Does the dragon in the till until his body rips apart, is that Southern pride? Does the killing of the girls in Birmingham, is that is that Southern pride? Because I'm feeling like if you're going to be loud about it, be loud about it. Be real about it. I can't help but be angry. But in my same angry best, I am hopeful. I'm hopeful. I'm going to tell you why. Like I said, I went to that protest, and I saw all kind of people, 
all kind of people walking and standing hand in hand together, screaming out, Black Lives Matter, F racism, no justice, no peace. How are you mad at that? Why is it so hard to embrace the idea when you fly, I fly? When we do good, we all do good. How is that an issue? How don't you understand? I don't care what was ingrained in you from when you was a child. You're a grown adult now. Critical thinking skills are important, people. It is too much going on in the world today for you to still have those ignorant ideas about people. I watched a young black lady try to rip apart the character of George Floyd. And I thought, what in the hell is going on? There are people in this world who will try to defame or soil someone's character because they want to prove what, that he deserved to get choked out eight minutes and 20-some seconds? So you think that if this man had, what, robbed someone 10 years ago, I don't know what it was, that any he still deserves to be treated like that? So you're justifying. You're justifying two men or three men hunting down a man, I think it was in Georgia, because he's jogging. They thought that he looked like supposedly, quote, unquote, somebody who had been robbing houses. Okay, so why didn't you call the police? You think that's okay? So you want to continue to keep hunting down our men and our women and making excuses for it. You don't, know, you don't want any accountability. You don't want any consequences. I always tell people, it is a new day. And we are not bound by the laws that our ancestors were bound by. Jim Crow forbid, forbid black, you know, didn't allow black men to defend themselves because they would be fearful that their families would get hurt. We are no longer in that day. And we will never be in that day again. Takes a sip of wine. It's delicious, you guys. I just I just want to share this with everybody, and I know I haven't taken any calls. I know I haven't taken any questions, and I know I've gotten some text messages, but I, I want to share that because I, I don't understand, and I don't have to. How about that? Because I'm not the one out here kneeling on people's necks and killing them. It's not my responsibility to teach you how to understand people in the world. But it's crazy. If it's not rooted in racism and it's not rooted in bigotry, why are Facebook groups dismantling because somebody in the group wants to make a statement about Black Lives Matter? There's a group on Facebook called Boss Moms. They dismantled for a minute because one of the mothers said, we need to make a statement about Black Lives Matter. Why are random non-black people lashing out at people over supporting 
Black Lives Matter if it's not rooted in racism? Right? Why are people trying to boycott companies who say we want justice, we want equality, if it's not rooted in bigotry and racism? Why are people closing their ears when they hear their brothers and sisters in America, white, black, yellow, brown, screaming at the top of their their lungs, enough is enough. You know what gives me hope? When I look out and I see all of the protests and I look and I see all of these countries and everybody is coming together and, and I say, it's about time. I always talk about the tipping point. Was this the tipping point? I don't want to think that we have to have death in order to have change. But have we finally come to a point where the tears and the frustration and the anger and the death for them to join together hand in hand every single day and walk and protest and chant and say, we want change. It's going to have to be different. Why does it take death? Why does it take death? I walked at that protest with Marley last week. And I saw people from all backgrounds of all colors holding up pictures of people who have been been wiped out by policemen who were no good. Does it mean all policemen are no good? No. Men and Mexican men and black men. It's just that minorities have a different relationship with police. What's the matter with saying we need to put measures together that police the police unless the police are doing something that they don't want people to know? What's the matter with enacting measures that guarantee that people who are out there being racist and bigoted, they have consequences? The only way you would think something is the matter with that is that you think that the people who it will benefit, because you think it's just minorities, are not worthy. I can't help but believe that. I don't know everyone. I'm hopeful. I know it doesn't sound like that, but I am. I'm going to tell you why, because I have plenty of friends from all backgrounds who understand my greatness, and I understand theirs. And what I will not do I will not cower in my house. I will not be silenced. Um, There are people who have reached out to me and said, you know, don't do this and don't do that. I'm not dumb, but my voice will be heard. I won't sit in this house and just talk about it. You know, I'm going to do, I'm going to take action. I always do, which is why I took my child to that protest, because I want her to know you don't have to be fearful. And you don't have to reduce who you are. You don't have to tone down your greatness because somebody else is insistent that you are not great. That's their problem. That's not your problem. What you're going to do is you're going to show them because you can show them better than you can tell them. And I say that to the youth. The youth is our future. 
And it's so wonderful to see all the young people out there standing together. I don't want people to get hurt. I don't want people to put their lives in danger. But, yeah, we have to use our voices. Otherwise, a change is not going to come. As a young lady I saw in the Instagram video, 450 years, 450 years of dealing with bullshit, 450 years of watching families get get broken apart and, and, and people killed just because somebody felt like it because they didn't have a, a respect for life. No one, no one. Deserve to die the way that George Floyd died. No one deserved to die like that. Not if you're saying that innocent until proven guilty. Do you want law enforcement or don't you? It breaks my heart. It breaks my heart. I worry. I worry about my brother and I worry about my husband and I worry about my male friends and when they're out in the street and as a black woman, I can't imagine, I I already know what I have to deal with. I can't imagine um, walking through this life as a black man and, and always having to look over your shoulder and worry about not being deemed as too too aggressive or, or dangerous when you haven't even done anything. I mean, if the lady can find the bird-watching man dangerous, then you can find anybody to be dangerous. Didn't even do anything. Minding his own business. She was like, I de- how dare you call me on not putting a leash on my dog, even though my dog should have a leash. I can't believe there's people out there mad because this man stepped on, knelt on this man's neck until he died. And they mad because he's getting prosecuted. Not one of us could have did that, white, black, anybody. Crazy. We couldn't have did it. You think your uncle or your brother, huh? You think Jose's brother? think my brother, you think any of us could have knelt down on someone's neck and killed them, and we wouldn't have sat in jail until they decided if we was innocent or, or, or guilty? There sure to hell wouldn't have been no protest to go get us because we would have already been gotten. I'm just saying, use your critical thinking skills. If you are against Black Lives Matter, ask yourself why. I'm going to give you some things to think about. Are you scared? What are you scared of? Do you just lack the understanding of the history because you think that only your your history is just about you, your people? American history, it, it, it has everything in it. Are you in denial about who you are and what you think about other people and how you treat them? Do you have a misconception of the idea of white privilege? Are you self-indulged because you think the world should revolve around you and because all of a sudden now it seems like it's not and God forbid 
you know, you see black people on TV every now and then winning an award or any other person of color. Now you feel like you're losing control, so you're losing your mind. Is that what it is? I don't know. But I ask you to look within yourself. I ask you to look within yourself and ask yourself, why do I feel this way? Because it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, you're right. All lives do matter. They do. But right now, um, not even right now, uh, black people have been fighting a fight for hundreds of years. At some point, it just becomes tiring. At some point, it just becomes extremely tiring. I'm tired of it. I've only been alive 48 of those 400, what, in 50-some years. I've only been alive 48 of them. Man. I'm going to read a poem to you by Langston Hughes called I Look at the World. I look at the world from awakening eyes in a black face, and this is what I see, this fenced-off narrow space assigned to me. show a lot of people they gave eight minutes for George Floyd uh, because he was uh, taken out in eight minutes and 20 some some seconds oh it's so funny everybody said the music is loud yeah I turned it down I don't I don't have any control but he was taken out in eight minutes and 26 seconds so I, I'm not going to give it eight minutes but I'm going to give it three minutes um And I want everybody to think about why you think the way that you think. I really do. I don't mind you sharing this because I'm not lashing out at anyone. I'm just being honest. And and we're going to have to be honest about what's going on in the world in order to heal it. Um, I'm not trying to hurt anyone's feelings. I'm trying to make them look within their feelings and understand why they think the way that they think. And so if you're somebody who... Uh, doesn't understand Black Lives Matter and you don't understand the reasoning and you know me. You know me. You know me. Um, this is serious to me. I don't I don't want to shed tears. I don't want my heart broken again for anybody to do to lose their life in the manner that George Floyd or any of the other victims who have lost their lives at the hands of police. 
and nothing be done. At the hands of anyone and nothing be done. Because these are the names that we know. Can you imagine all the names we don't know? I'm just saying. It's been a long time coming. And um, a change is needed. And so what part are you going to play in that? What part are you going to play in that? Be accountable. Be honest to yourself. Like I say, um, if no one has ever told you, regardless of who you are, regardless of what you look like, you are wonderful. You're fabulous. You're great. You are phenomenal. And I always thank you for supporting me. And I want you to walk through the world every day with your head up high. Don't let anybody steal your joy. Don't let anybody tilt your crown. Don't let anybody have you walking looking down. Regardless of what people say, your greatness is real. And um, don't think anything else about it because it is what it is, people. You are royalty. Everyone have a wonderful day. I have about a minute, and I'm going to end it if I can find the song now with a change is going to come. But I do not see it now. Here it is. Good night, everyone.